Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Just Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess, obviously. And I'm not going to talk that fast during this episode, hopefully. So, <laughs> so today I'm going to be talking about this good housekeeping article that I ran across. And I had recorded a whole episode and it was called like MLM News, but I'll be quite honest with you guys. The media doesn't really care about multi-level marketing the way that I wish that it did. And so I didn't really find a lot of good articles out there, but I might do an upcoming episode if I can find some decent articles about just drama going on in the MLM world. So yeah, with that, we are going to be looking at an article today. It is from Good Housekeeping and I love this article. I recommend it for anybody out there who is interested in in reading about how horrible MLMs are. So this article is titled Inside the Toxic World of Women Selling You Everything from Supplements to Skincare on Social Media. I kind of wish that they had named this article Inside the Toxic World of Women Selling You Things That You Don't Need (laughs) because that's kind of how it is. This article is by Amanda Garrity and it was published in May of 2021. So it says, lured in by six-figure salaries, travel in an instant sisterhood, some distributors feel blindsided when they learn about the realities of multi-level marketing communities. Interesting. So it goes on to tell a story about a girl named Josie who is 29 and she thought that she hit the pinnacle of her career. It says she was pulling a six-figure salary And that was way more than she did as a hairstylist. She could put her family members through college, pay medical debt, and she felt like she had a lot of financial security. She was selling like health and fitness supplements to friends, family members, etc. And then she was earning money from her downline, the people below her in the MLM. And She, yeah, quit her job as a hairstylist, was a distributor full-time. She lives in Missouri, and she said she got to travel to conventions, team retreats, speaking engagements, but they were all on her own. It says they were all on her own dime. So it says in 2017, so I believe Josie started in 2016, so yeah, about a year later, it says her annual income had went down quite a bit. She thought she was working just as much as the previous year, if not more, and she felt a lot of pressure from the MLM to deliver, and she was hoping to bring home a bigger paycheck, but between the years 2013 to 2019, it says Josie worked for multiple different multi-level marketing companies, and she started to realize how toxic the culture was with, quote, never-ending demands to meet sales goals and around-the-clock workload and manipulative behaviors, end quote. Says that her stress went up a lot, her health declined, she would have panic attacks. And in 2019, despite the, the money and the lifestyle, she terminated her contract, which is awesome. I'm, I'm so glad to see people leave multi-level marketing companies after they've been a part of it for so long. So... This article, again, really good. I recommend that you read the whole thing. It has a little MLM terms dictionary, which I kind of want to go through really quick. Some of this stuff might be common sense if you're, if you've been around the anti-MLM or even pro-MLM community for some time, but some of these words, I didn't really know what they, what they meant at first. So I just want to run through them super quick for any new listeners. So an MLM stands for multi-level marketing, which is a company that sells products through person-to-person sales. A distributor slash consultant slash direct seller 
is an independent contractor who works for an MLM selling products to consumers and recruiting new distributors to do the same thing. An upline includes the person who recruited you along with all the other distributors in the levels above you. And then your downline is the people that you recruit. And yeah, the, the it, it says here, quote, the people that the distributor has recruited into the MLM, end quote. So yeah, basically what I said. So an override, this is one of the terms that I didn't really understand at first, but that's a fancy way of saying the commissions that a distributor earns when their downline makes sales. The top 1% is the distributors who reach the highest income level at the company. So what's really interesting about this article is it actually talks about TikTok and how TikTok had uh, basically banned multi-level marketing from their platform, which I absolutely love and am just so happy to hear this. And I love it because the article calls out a couple of MLM creators like CC Suarez, Kiki Chanel on YouTube. They both have just fantastic content. I highly recommend that you guys go check it out. But anyway, yeah, it, it talks about how anti-MLM, the hashtag, has racked up over 77.5 million views on TikTok. And after TikTok, you know, this is kind of after TikTok started, uh, you know, banning multi-level marketing content from their platform, although I bet you that there was a lot of anti-MLM stuff before that happened. So apparently TikTok said that users cannot, quote, post, upload, stream, or share content that depicts or promotes Ponzi multi-level marketing or pyramid schemes. This decision, according to TikTok, was made to protect users from content that deceives people in order to gain an unlawful financial or personal advantage, end quote. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Apparently, and I didn't know this, But the article talks about how in 2020, early 2020, the Federal Trade Commission sent warning letters to multiple multi-level marketing companies, including Rodan and Fields and Arbonne, for sharing misleading health or earnings claims amid COVID. So there's that. The FTC sent an email, or sorry, the letters urged companies to send an email response to the FTC within 48 hours describing specific actions that they are taking against these claims. That's straight from the article that it says this. So yeah, I'm really happy that the Federal Trade Commission was on top of this. And I'm going to read you guys the, the statements provided by, so there's an example of a statement provided by an Arbonne consultant that I'm going to read. And then I'm going to tell y'all about my personal experience with an Arbonne consultant in COVID. And then I'm going to read you guys what Arbonne's response is, okay? So this first thing, the article has an example of what an Arbonne consultant posted about the Arbonne products amid COVID. Okay, it says, quote, I'll be going live on my IGTV in a couple hours talking about a product which we've got over at Arbonne called Immunity Support. Drop me a message if you're interested in finding out more and how you can boost your immune system right now. Hashtag coronavirus, hashtag immune system, end quote. All right, so now I'm going to tell you guys about my personal personal story. So (laughs) y'all may have heard this in a previous episode, but I know somebody who is involved with Arbonne And sure enough, I saw a very similar post come across my Instagram feed one day when she was advertising an Arbonne product. She basically implied 
Even if she didn't directly state it, she basically implied that you needed to buy these Arbon products to build your immunity for coronavirus. And this was like in the middle of when everything was going down. And I just thought it was, it was just so distasteful because it was, it's like really like these, like people are literally terrified right now because we have no idea what's going on or what's going to happen. And you're just totally preying off this. You are not a health person. You don't know anything about infectious diseases. And here you are. It just, it, it frustrated me. Okay. So like I have literally seen this happen firsthand. It's not just you know, one or two Arbon reps doing it. I literally saw it come across my personal feed. So after the Federal Trade Commission found out about this, thankfully, and they sent out letters to like Rodan and Fields and Arbon, etc. Arbon's response is, quote, we sincerely regret content posted by independent consultants that failed to adhere to FTC guidelines and which do not align not only to our core values, but also with our policies and procedures and our code of ethics. Arbonne upholds the highest standards of integrity, and we do not condone deceptive, unethical, or illegal posts, claims, or practices, especially given the seriousness of the COVID-19 emergency. We pride ourselves on a culture of compliance, and we are taking action to remove these and similar posts and further strengthen our practices to prevent future incidents. Independent consultants responsible for the posts that have been identified by the FTC as non-compliant will have their accounts with us immediately deregistered. Arbonne does not tolerate this or any practice that seeks to take advantage of the current COVID-19 pandemic or any other non-compliant activity, end quote. So this is a bunch of bull because the person that I know who was posting about how you should use Arbonne to build immunity and, you know, it's like hashtag coronavirus, that kind of thing. She's still an active consultant. So the fact that in their posts, they're like, we will remove, deactivate accounts or deregister accounts who are not compliant with this. It's like, that is just not, like, that's not true. I literally know people, like, this girl literally posted almost something identical and her account is still up. So it's just like, it's it's frustrating. Also, the fact that they're they're putting a lot of blame on consultants, but it's like, I... <laughs> That, that's what's frustrating is they're not even taking accountability for it, which I realize for like legal purposes so that they don't get sued or something, they have to say that it's not their fault. But like it is because you pressure your consultants to do stuff like this. You pressure them to be health coaches when they are not qualified to do so. So it's Arbonne corporate's fault that all of this is happening. And yet they're not taking accountability for it. They're totally throwing their independent consultants under the bus. And it's like, no, it's flowing down from you. You need to take accountability for it. And you're a shitty company for for not, you know, you're, you're throwing these consultants who slave away trying to make a dime for you. And, you know, meanwhile, you're sitting on a huge pile of cash and 99% of your consultants are losing money. And it's like, and yet you throw them under the bus for this when it's your fault that they're out there spreading these these messages. It just, it's disgusting. It's truly disgusting. Anyway, so when we go down to the comment section of this article, I do want to read a couple of, a couple of things, a couple comments that people had. One of the comments says, I hate MLMs. I've answered so many help wanted ads that turned out to be fronts for MLMs. Querying on the phone does no good. 
They'll say, yes, this is an office manager, data entry, executive, secretarial, or accounts payable job. Then when you arrive for your appointment, they insist that they didn't lie because you'll perform those tasks as part of owning your own business. That's just infuriating. Like, stop wasting people's times. Like, MLMs in and of themselves are bad, but then when they have these predatory practices to, like, lure people in and they waste people's time, people who genuinely need a job and people who genuinely need money, like, that is just so unbelievably crappy. So then this person goes on to talk, like this person in the comment section of the article goes on to talk about how MLMs encourage lying because people won't want to listen to their spiel if they knew that it was a multi-level marketing company. So you have to, you know, put out these misleading help wanted ads. Another commenter kind of takes the other side And they say, this is not fair on multi-level marketing, especially for those trying to help others. How many people enter the medical school to read medicine and become medical doctors, yet years after their efforts, the person who fails in academic examinations are advised to withdraw? These two ladies even upgraded their lifestyles, at least to an extent. What will you gain if you prevent others from trying, unless the products are not effective claiming that you are protesting or protecting others is unfair as they might listen to you and never try so basically what this commenter is saying in a nutshell which first of all they've spelled quite a few words wrong here but i don't even know if they were trying to spell effective or what they were trying to spell but but anyway this commenter is basically basically pulling the good old like oh you never know unless you try like just jump in full force like you could be part of the one percent like Like, just try it. You never know unless you try. Yeah, 99% of people fail. But what if you're part of the 1%? Anyway, like the problem with that argument, and, and there was a video posted and it was like, it was posted a while back and it was like, is the anti MLM movement anti women? And basically the guy made a comment about like, why can't we just celebrate that, you know, 1% of women have been successful? Like, he said something along those lines. And that's kind of what this person's getting at. And it's like, well, in and of itself, that's not really that bad. Like, that's fine. But the only reason that that 1% is so successful, or sorry, 0.6% is so successful is because the other 99%, 99.4% of people have failed. And in the 99.4% of people below them are are paying for that 0.6% to be successful. So it's just kind of a a very crappy model. It's like, you know, if you have 100 people who are drowning in a river because they're holding up an island so that one person can stand on that island, it's like, okay, but you have not, like, yes, one person is on the island, but the only reason they're on the island is because the other 100 people are holding it up. Like, I don't know, that's probably like a really bad metaphor. It just kind of came to my mind. I have no idea. But like, my point is, is the 99 are holding up the one. And so the only reason the one person is standing up so darn high is because the other 99 people are drowning. And I'm not going to celebrate one person standing up high on the backs of 99 other people. That's all I'm saying. That That's what I was getting at with my metaphor. <laughs> All right, so next comment, it says, I worked at corporate for an MLM. You couldn't pay me enough to be part of one on any level again. The lies, the pressure to retain people who really didn't want to continue with the company, the indifference to the mental health of the employees were just a few of the reasons I walked out one day. It was the only job I ever did that on. Even being an evil collections agent, LOL, was an upgrade from that job. Yeah, that's that's sad. The fact that this person thought being a collections agent was better 
than working for a multi-level marketing company. That really says something about MLMs. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Be sure to check me out on Twitter at unfiltered underscore Jess. Check me out on Instagram at Jess Unfiltered Pod. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much.